Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we talk about the challenges of living paycheck to paycheck and its impact on your marriage, especially in the bedroom. And as we start talking about money in today's show, I want you to think about this quote attributed to Anonymous that says, money is an opportunity to reach unity in marriage. When couples work together, they can do anything. That's for sure. So true. So true. And we're going to be talking so much about that in today's show. But as we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug, this week is no different. And for those of you brand new to the show, welcome. Tony and I are so excited to have you as listeners. And for those of you that may not have heard a hug before, a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone who's had breakthrough or experienced restoration, who's seen a change in their marriage. And this week's hug is sponsored by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Each box is made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and highly rated trusted resources. And think about it. Think about the ability to enjoy not having to plan dinner, spending money on takeout for an easy night, or worry about gathering ingredients week after week. Heck, we just had some friends grab a HelloFresh box and he was, I saw the husband today and we were just talk, chatting and he was ecstatic about it. He loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Absolutely, because all the ingredients come pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits so you know exactly which ingredients go with which recipe. And in all honesty, this is one of our favorite aspects of HelloFresh. I mean, every week when we open our box, it's, it's seriously, it's like Christmas mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, you know, what goodies are we going to get? And then there's just the peace of mind of knowing that everything's measured. It's already in a, you know, in the pre-made kit. Mm-hmm. So all I have to do is match up the name on the kit with the protein source and I'm ready to go. It makes it so easy for me. And the fact is, is that this lets me and you spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping each week so that you can get that time back to do more of what you love. And for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter OEM30. That's right. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, all you have to do is visit HelloFresh.com and enter OEM30. Now, this hug comes from a Facebook message that we recently received, and it comes from a husband who says, when we married, I was working four night shifts a week as a paramedic. Our only interaction was, on average, a five-minute period once I got home before she left for work. Mm. On top of everything else, I was a recovering porn addict of 13 years. Needless to say, we both felt more like roommates than a married couple. With my history and our total lack of development, I knew we needed help. I prayed for God's direction to help save my marriage and searched for anything to improve our marriage, but was having trouble finding resources. One day, I decided to do a search on Google Play for sex and marriage tips and found your show. Right on. I listened to a couple of episodes and was blown away. 
My prayers were answered. I really enjoyed how outright you were on the Christian faith and its importance in sex and marriage. Mm -hmm. You guys were both candid and respectful on how you addressed your topics. I took a leap of faith and had my wife listen to some episodes. Although she does not typically enjoy listening to podcasts, she absolutely loved your show. There we go. On the next road trip, we printed out the 19 questions and answered them all. Since then, things have dramatically changed. For a while, we did the intimacy lifestyle and it worked very well. Over time, we've had to adapt it to fit mm-hmm. our current lifestyle. Way to go. And this go that comment goes all the way back to last week's show, episode mm-hmm. 422, where we talked about really making the intimacy lifestyle something that's yours. It's your own. That right. It's your own. He goes on to say, we went from having sex maybe once every three weeks to three to four times per week consistently. <laughs> Thank you guys for all that you do. You really are changing lives. Love it. That's love so it, powerful. So much going on in that marriage. And, you know, they were talking about all the di- disconnect that they had. And, you know, as we jump into today's show, one of the biggest areas of disconnect, one of the biggest stressors, not just, you know, facing the world, but facing individuals and specifically couples is money. 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 We're going we're gonna to be talking about dollars and cents and, and all that comes with it. Because, you know, I, in preparation for the show, did some research on, you know, let's talk about what are the statistics? Mm-hmm. around money well in, in, in most in most importantly i mean we all deal with money almost every day of our life you know prior to getting married the wedding day honeymoon and thereafter from just you guys being a couple together mm-hmm. to being a couple that's adding a kid to purchasing a house a car new businesses business not doing well economy going great economy tanking money is something i think we most of the time are talking about, maybe not always talking about, but thinking about on a pretty much a daily basis. Well, it's interesting that you say that about talking about because there was a 2014 Stress in America study that was done mm-hmm. by the American Psychological Association. And their, fa- their findings were that 18% of those surveyed say money is a taboo subject in their family. And 36% say talking about money makes them uncomfortable. Now you've got those things, so we're not talking about it, mm-hmm. right? But seventy-two percent of adults feeling uh, report feeling stressed about money at least some of the time. That's basically three quarters of us. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people that are feeling stressed some of the time, and twenty-six percent of adults report feeling stressed about money most or all of the time. It's a lot of stress, mm-hmm. and you know, here's the the statistic that kind of freaked me out was that Money Magazine did a study on couples and money in two thousand fourteen. And they found that 70%, so just get that big seven zero number in your head, of married couples argue about money. That's ahead of fights about household chores, togetherness, sex, snoring, and what's for dinner. So say you're out for dinner and you're, or hey, let's just put it this way. Let's say you're at a dinner party. Mm-hmm. It's all couples. 10 of your friends, including yourselves, are there. Seven of 10 of you have at one point in time or are currently arguing about money. Just sit down, just just visualize that real quick. Wherever you are, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Yeah, don't close your eyes if you're driving. But think about that. It's a topic that we don't want to talk about. It's a topic that we, we want to shy away from. People are saying it's taboo to even bring up, and yet seven out of 10. And then, you know, as we were really thinking about this show specifically, about this idea of living paycheck to paycheck, I was curious about, you know, who, what are those numbers? Who's living paycheck to paycheck? Mm-hmm. And in 2017, CareerBuilder did a survey that says up to 78% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Hmm. And because of that, 
we are having these extraordinarily high levels of stress. Now, there are a couple of things that happen when you have high levels of stress. Stress raises your blood pressure, it increases depression, and it increases anxiety. And I have to tell you that those three things are an incredibly dangerous or combustible combination, not just in your marriage, but more specifically in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Because if if we're living paycheck to paycheck and that's causing stress and stress causes high blood pressure, well, let's talk about what that high blood pressure does to both men and women. Yeah, right. Let's do. Because here's the thing, you know, we can talk about feeling stressed. I mean, how many times you ask somebody how you doing? Like, I feel stressed. Okay, we all go there. But the fact is, is that in men, high blood pressure, the impact that that has is that high blood pressure results in decreased blood flow throughout the body. Throughout the body. Penis being one part of your body. You know, interestingly enough, it is one part of your body. Isn't it? Right. And it needs blood. It does need blood. To get erect. So if you've got high stress, high blood pressure, low blood flow, you might have erectile dysfunction. Or it might be a cause. Again, we are not medical doctors. Nope. We're not making any diagnoses here. But if that's been a situation in your marriage, it's possible that financial stress is actually at the root of that. Just trying to connect some dots for you guys. And if this is something that's going on and you've you, you realized because we're speaking about financial stressors, you know, or just talking about finances, just trying to connect some dots here. If you have some more pertinent or more... Um, larger issues that are mm-hmm. going on, please seek medical help. Absolutely. Th- this show is not intended to diagnose anything. What we're trying mm-hmm. to do is to shed light on what can be impacting what's going on in your bedroom mm-hmm. where it seemingly may, you may not have ever put those dots together before. Like exactly. I said, we're trying to connect the dots because for women, high blood pressure, that low, that low blood flow throughout the body can result in low libido or low sexual interest in women. So now we have two people that potentially are stressed because of finances because we read all the statistics saying that everybody's got some kind of stress and fighting and that kind of thing. And we're wondering what's going on in the bedroom, mm-hmm. right? Because here's the thing, we've been there ourselves and we're going to share a little bit of our story, but I also want to talk about those two other things that happens with the high stress, right? It increases depression and it increases anxiety. And, you know, we've shared on previous shows and any of you Okay, real quick, I am going to back up and say, again, this is not intended to diagnose, nor are we doctors. And we're also not telling you if you are taking medication for any condition to get off your medication. I'm just pointing out that if you read the list of side effects for many, not all, but many medications for depression or anxiety, one of the side effects is loss of libido. Mm -hmm. Right? So, so you've got, you've got these medications to treat these these situations that are actually in some respects will also be contributing to the stress and anxiety and possible depression that you feel about what's going on in your bedroom, all going back to money, right? And what's going on financially. And so we've got this, this cycle, this vicious cycle. And so many of you, you know, whether you've been listening to the show, you know, for years, or this is your first time, you understand that marriages have these cycles, right? Some of them are great. And some of them get really, um, almost like a tornado, really destructive where, you know, you're stressed because of money. So you're not feeling up to having sex. And so now we're having, you know, low libido, lack of connection. And that just is leading to more stress. And so it just, it starts to spin out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact is we come behind these mics 
because we've lived this out in our own marriage. Right. When Tony and I got married, we had over $50,000 in debt. And in today's dollars, that's like $70,000. At least. No, it is. I, I did the calculation. Oh, you did the calculation. Yeah, right. with inflation and everything. Okay. Yeah. And we had collectors calling us. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. And so I, I'm going to just say this right now to those of you who do, who are listening right now, and maybe you have collectors calling you. I just want to let you know that we're praying over you guys. Mm-hmm. Do know that. And you're not alone. You're not the only one who has a collector calling you. You know, and hopefully what we're going to be talking about how to um, help you go from living paycheck to paycheck will help get these collectors off your back. But do know you're not alone. We've been there ourselves and we know many others in the one family who have been in that very spot. Because it wasn't just the collectors calling us. I mean, I had real concerns about how are we going to, how are we going to pay our bills Mm -hmm. or which bills were we going to pay? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we did the shuffle. We, we did the shuffle. I, I wish I could find it. We, it kind of comes up in conversation every time we start talking about money, but there was a point in time where we made a list on like, the, you know, the five by seven yellow, um, notepads of all of our debts. And that number I'm telling you freaked me out because between the collectors and, you know, just wondering what this is all going to look like. I, I had no desire to be intimate with my husband and we were newlyweds. How awesome is that? Mm-hmm. totally stressed, not interested in sex, you know, and, and that was one season where the money was really bad. It happened again in, what was it, 2007, 2008? 2008, where you really began to feel it when the Great Recession hit here in the United States and, and globally as well. Uh, many of us felt that. And so that was a tough time for me because I had launched my service business Gosh, in 2003 mm-hmm. here in San Diego. And from 2003 to 2000, probably like the fourth quarter of 2007 and into 2008, early 2008, um, we were on a tear. We were just going. And I began to see things starting to happen at the end of that fourth quarter of 07. Little did I know, and many of us know, what was to come mm-hmm. and what a crash it was. For, for many of us. And I remember struggling because there were, there were days when there was nothing coming in, no phone calls. Um, I would be out in the field. There was nothing out there, nothing. And I remember just looking at that checking account number and just wondering if we were going to make ends meet from, you know, from the beginning of the month to the end of the month and, and having to crimp and, and having both of our kids and, and putting food on the table that in, and, and it's tough, like, I, I love folks who can, um, they can just remember their past. Mm-hmm. Like they can pull things up and there are definitely things that I can pull up, but there are definitely times for me when things are so tough and in, it's in times like this period in my life where I've blocked things out. Um, but one thing I, I, I haven't blocked out and I still remember to this day were the, the struggle of getting out of bed in the morning because um, like Elisa said, when you're dealing with financial issues and financial stressors, depression, anxiety, fear, all builds up. And I, and I could just feel that weight upon my chest and on me. So to even pull myself out of bed and put my feet on the ground to get out was a tough, tough time. Um, I remember Elisa and I just, the, the distance growing, we, we were still talking about our money and yet it was a struggle. 
Um, I remember in this period of time, we were doing the intimacy lifestyle. I, I don't remember how we were doing it. Well, we actually we, did the 60 days at the end of 2008. Okay, so we hadn't started. We hadn't, the fir- yeah, the first the, that eight, first nine part months of, of 2008. <laughs> but going into 09 and even 10, mm-hmm. we lost our home in 2012. Right. So we, we, you know, this thing went on for years, you know. I mean, you're talking about 08 to 12, 13, even coming out of that, rebuilding our credit. And I mean, so you're talking about, when Elisa's talking about like a season, I mean, we're, we're talking five years here, building and, you know, developing our financial intimacy and and getting back on our path again. Right. Because the first time we'd gone through it, you know, we, we picked up some skills and, and, you know, we'd kind of worked through that. And so, you know, heading into 2008, we had a little bit more communication around it, but it still wasn't anywhere near what we had to do to get to where we are today, mm-hmm. right? We were still living paycheck to paycheck. We were still going, okay, you know what? We've done this once before, you know, and I'll be honest, there were times I'm like, why is this happening to us again, right? Why can't we seem to break out of this cycle? Why do I have to worry about money? And I know that's a question a lot of you ask. And, and what I want to, what we're going to share with you, what we want to, what we want to equip you with is the understanding first and foremost, that just because it's been this way, doesn't mean that it always has to be this way. Doesn't mean that it has to stay that way. Doesn't mean that you have to live with the stress impacting your marriage and impacting your bedroom, right? Some of this, I'm going to be real honest, some of this is mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Some of this is, well, it's always going to be this way for us and we can't do anything. Well, if you throw your hands up in the air and say, I'm a victim and things are never going to change for us, guess what? I'm going to be real honest with you. They're not going to change for you. But if you say today, right, as you're listening to this show, you know what, Tony and Lisa, you're right. You're right. I am going to take control of the rest of my life instead of falling victim to circumstance. And I'm going to say, you know what, what can I do? And we're, and we're going to get into some of those things that, that you can do. But hold on, Tony. <laughs> no, I, I just, as Elisa was talking, um, there's this awesome YouTube video. And I think I've made mention of it here in the show before, but I'm going to do it again. I'm going to put it in the show notes, but you can go to YouTube and just search for, I can handle it. Mm. And it'll say motivational track from Steven Furtick. And I'm telling you, if you're in a place where you're just, you're frustrated and, and, and things are coming at you, especially from the financial world, like your, your business isn't going the way you want it to. Maybe you're in a job and you're, you're just getting, you're feeling frustrated in there and, and maybe you're just feeling boxed in and, and you're, you're not too sure where your next move's going to be. Listen to this track. Mm-hmm. I have done periods of time where I will listen to this track day after day after day after day because it's it's that that motivation that I need knowing that I have a father who's bigger than anything I can even understand in my own life and I can handle it. Mm. I can handle it because of his strength. So I'll like I said, I'll put a link to that uh, in the show notes. But again, you can go to YouTube and and look for it there. So we do want to share a few strategies that you can use starting today to make that difference that we've been talking about in your financial and sexual intimacy. But before we do that, we want to just give a thank you to this week's sponsor, HelloFresh, who is offering all of you in the one family $30 off your first week of HelloFresh when you visit HelloFresh.com and enter OEM30. This is going to allow you to spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping each week and get that time back to do more of what you love. So what do you do when you're living paycheck to paycheck? You know, the first thing, you know, as we talk about the fact that it doesn't, just because it's been that way, doesn't mean it has to stay that way, is that 
understand from the get-go that pouring more energy into the communication around your finances is going to actually strengthen the communication in your entire marriage, right? Because that greater financial intimacy can actually, and often does, lead to greater sexual intimacy. I remember having uh, coaching clients a while back, and one of the things they said to me is like, Alisa, once we realized that, that we developed the skills to talk about money, all we had to do was pivot that to be able to talk about our sexual intimacy. And it skyrocketed for them. And I'm like, amen. You guys have to, we, we talk about sex so much here on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show and you got to talk about it. It can't be that taboo subject anymore. Same thing is going to happen with your financial intimacy. It cannot be a, it cannot be a taboo topic that you guys are skirting around and expecting to have the, the sexual intimacy, the emotional intimacy that you desire. Right. And maybe it's going to have a tough conversation. You're going to have to have tough conversations and you may have to say no to one another and each other on certain items or certain things or certain places you want to go. You, you might have to. I'm not saying it's fun. And yet you, you have to have those conversations. Elisa and I, over the years, do this on a monthly basis. We discuss what's coming in. We know what's coming in. We know our outlay. In some months, as tough as it is, sometimes for me as a provider and Elisa as well, wanting to give our kids things and, and wanting to live a certain way, sometimes we just got to say, no, not right now. It's not no, never. It's a no, not right now. We can start setting aside money for that though. If that's something we want, then let's start putting a little money aside. In, in six months, a year, two years, we'll get there. But we got to have these conversations, folks. And it's, I hope you heard the plural on that. Having the conversations around money, it's not a one and done. No, not at all. It's not a one and done. No. So the first thing is you've got to know what you're spending, mm -hmm. right? Any of you out there in the one family that have been my coaching clients, you'll know that I'll tell you if we're talking about finances, I'm going to tell you to track what you spend for a month. What's something that you use right now that somebody can pick up an app, whatever it may be? I like the Every Dollar app. Okay. Um, from it, I think it's affiliated with Dave Ramsey or Ramsey Solutions. Mm -hmm. um, it's a free app. It just helps to just keep track. Like I just enter in every time we spend something and it tells me where I am in the month. Okay. Um, but the reason you need to track what you spend and, and then that first month, don't change your spending habits. J you just got to develop an understanding of where your money is going. Right. And in conjunction with that, you got to know what you owe right? Credit cards, car loans, student loans, mortgage. And, and here's the thing, because we're talking about conversations and developing your financial intimacy and, and just wrapping your head around the fact that living paycheck to paycheck is not a life sentence. And that's the fact that both of you need to understand what's going on financially, right? There can't be financial secrets because that's the same thing as financial infidelity, right? And, and I'm just gonna be real clear. Anytime we talk the word er, infidelity, don't do it right? Don't mm -hmm. keep secrets from one another. Don't keep financial secrets. It has the same, financial secrets have the same um, breach of trust feeling for someone as having an affair, mm -hmm. having a, you know, a physical, emotional affair. It creates the same feeling. So don't keep secrets. Just lay it all out there. You know, and after that month of tracking, it's time to be intentional about where your dollars are going to go. You know, create that cash flow plan, budget, whatever you want to, budget freaks you out. Don't call it a budget call it our money plan, call it our, our finance, call it something just so you can refer to it. But if you don't like the word budget, change it. Mm -hmm. Nobody yeah. cares. Right. Then you, know, as Tony said, a few minutes. And I, I just want to say something with in, in terms of wording, 
right? Because we've talked about this and how our words matter mm-hmm. and they have power. So if budget is something that, that feels like a constriction, like you can't get out of it, then don't use it. It's interesting because Elisa and I've been doing a seven days of sex challenge recently and somebody, one of the members of position of the month club, you can check that out position of the month club.com. They said the word challenge for them is tough. They've done seven days except the challenge word forces them into a weird place. So they change that word so that they can achieve what they want, which is to have sex seven days in a row. Mm-hmm. Same thing with your finances. If, if, if the word budget is limiting you, then use, at least when I use cash flow plan, because it's our cash. It, it, it flows in, it flows out, it works. It works for us, not for anybody else. Mm-hmm. And and so in that, just like we talk about the intimacy lifestyle with your money, we talk about, you know, what, or with your sexual intimacy, you know, what does that look like? How many times? What are you doing? How are you initiating? The same thing needs to happen with your financial intimacy in your marriage, right? Like what are those things you need to plan for? Mm-hmm. Right. When we talk about the seven days of sex challenge, we plan that around my period. We plan that around vacations. We plan that around, you know, busy stuff. What do you need to plan for over the course of the year? And we're, you know, in the first quarter here. So Christmas is going to come up. It, it's coming. It's coming. It's for coming. some of you, birthdays come every year. You know, some of you want to forget about them nowadays, but that's okay. Birthdays come up. We have wedding anniversaries. Those, those you know, do you want to celebrate that? in style, whatever that is for you guys, maybe one year it's just going out for a nice dinner. The next year might be your fifth, your 10th, your 15th. You may want to do an overnighter. You may want to take a week long trip. Start now because every little bit now makes it so much easier to plan for later. Absolutely. And you know, for some of you, you may switch to a a plan where it's easier for you to monitor money when you're using cash for everything right? That's another option is to use cash for everything. Use lists. This is one of my favorites. Use lists and only shop off the list because if you have kids and you take them shopping, let me tell you, you end up with so much more stuff in your grocery cart specifically than you ever planned. But if you say it's only on, it's only what's on the list, you're going to find it easier to stay in that place where you're like, okay, like I'm only going to buy what's on the list. And this goes for us adults as well. Like don't go walking into the grocery store when you're starving. And then all of a sudden you picked up 50 more dollars worth of stuff that is all impulse. Know yourself. If, if you're hungry and it's it's not a good time, even though it may be convenient, we get it. We get there as well. And we're sharing from experience because I can walk through a grocery store on those times when it's just like I'm starving and it's like all of a sudden we have all this stuff and I'm like, what did we, why did we just buy all this? You know? So, you know, we, we, we when we share, we are, we're also sharing to ourselves because we have to hear it ourselves again to be like, yep, that's right. Need to make, need to make sure we're using that when, when we're out, you know? And here's an idea that I hadn't come across before, but I think it's something that Tony and I are going to try. It's this idea of having a no spend week mm-hmm. and we'll yeah, keep you guys posted up. when we actually do this. It, it takes a little bit of planning. Um, but the idea is that you get very intentional about a seven day period just like we do with this, the seven days of sex challenge. And you make the decision that you're not going to spend money. So you're not eating out. You're not grabbing coffees. You're not, um, you know, you're not running to the grocery store just because you need something. You're actually being intentional about the food for that week. You're not just shopping, you know, just because you got nothing better to do. Right. And so it's this idea. So mm-hmm. we'll keep you posted as we develop that one. But you know, find in that. And I just want to say something like that again requires our emotional intimacy, our communication to be on the same page. 
Because if if Alisa just out of the blue just goes, hey, we're going to have a no spend week, I, I might be blowing like, whoa, 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 what does that entail? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're just throwing it on me. But this week might be some week where I'm going, well, we have some expenses we need to do. We need conferences to pay for or this or that or whatever it may be. Right. So l- let me let me wrap my head around it. Let us discuss this. What does it look like? It may not happen off th- after the first conversation. It might. I, I don't know yet because like Elisa said, something that she just found out or found it and she mentioned to it me to me briefly. So it's sort of like, okay, what does that look like for us? Absolutely. And you know, in the spirit of, you know, this year's hashtag, what can I do? You know, the most important thing is to ask yourself these two questions, especially as you're dealing with the stress of living paycheck to paycheck. And the first question is what's one thing that we could reduce this month? Maybe it's cable, maybe it's, you know, coffees, eating out, you know. I haven't had an espresso since the beginning of February. There you go. And I'll tell you, having loved my my Starbucks double shots and things like that, you want to talk about saving some cash? I've noticed it. Oh, sure. A a huge, just being able to just go, you know what? I don't need a coffee today. I don't need an espresso today. Absolutely. You know, take a look at your statements and see where are those recurring costs or subscriptions. Mm -hmm. So what, you know, first question is, what's one thing that we could reduce this month, right? Let's, let's create a little margin. The second thing is what's one way that either one of us or both of us could make extra money, right? If you're living paycheck to paycheck and you have no margin, the two ways to create more margin are to reduce your expenses or to create more income. And if you really want to see margin, you know, get explode, you know, explosive growth in your margin, do both. Mm-hmm. Right? Can can you pick up a part time job? Can you, you know, sell this? Everybody's got stuff in their garage that can be sold. Well, let's just face it. Can you, you know, vol- volunteer your services? It's not volunteer them, but create a bit a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Right? What can you do to create a little extra income to give you breathing room? Because the thing is, is that when we start getting really intentional about our financial intimacy, when we say that we don't have to be stuck living paycheck to paycheck, that there is a way to do things differently, all of a sudden that breathing room actually translates into intimacy on all levels, including in the bedroom with our spouse. Yeah. The financial intimacy, you guys, it's something that needs to be talked about, needs to be addressed because with that, it allows us to achieve much more physically, mentally, emotionally, each one of those come together and allows us personally to be strengthened and as a couple to grow together. It's one of the areas, folks, that we need to address. And this week, we challenge you to look at your your expenses, to look at where you're spending your money. Start that out right now to see what's going on so that you no longer have to live paycheck to paycheck, but you can begin to thrive in your marriage and in your life in the matters of money and financial intimacy. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. If you'd like to share a hug with us, again, you can share those at hugs at one extraordinary marriage.com. Love you guys and we'll catch you next week.